We good? We good? How's everybody? Amen. Wonderful. Y'all look so good this morning. Everybody. Praise God. All right. Um, God is good. God is good. I love that song, Blameless. That's what we are in Christ. You know, it's like when we do the communion. Whose who's who's body is that? That's his body. Whose blood is that? He paid for it. So if he paid for it, he did the job right. He did it right. So um, when you're born again, you are in Christ. So that everything, see everything that you were, because sin is past tense once you're born again. It's behind you. It's paid for. See, everything you were, he became. Second Corinthians 5, I think it's 521, tells us, he became sin for us. He took our sins in his body on the tree. He became sin for us. He who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he became what we were, so we have become who he is. And First John chapter 4 um, bears that out when it says, as he is, so are we in this world. So I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Some people say, you're boasting. I am boasting. I'm boasting on Jesus. Because I didn't do it. He did it for by grace. What is grace? God giving us what we don't deserve. Mercy is him giving us, not giving us what we do deserve. God gave us mercy and he gave us grace. For by grace are you saved. And that, that's past and it's present. I'm, I'm saved, I'm being saved. That means I've been becoming more like Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves. Aren't you glad for that? Everybody's trying to work their own salvation, earn their own salvation. You can't earn it. We can't afford it. It's paid for by the blood of the Lamb. So, um, y'all forgive me. Um, so, he paid for it. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. What do you do to receive a gift? Just take it and say, thank you. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So if it was up to us, we'd all be bragging. All be boasting. And that's what, that's what religion is. It's, it's my effort to earn the grace and the forgiveness and the favor of God. My friend, that, that, that just does injustice to the cross. It's an insult to the cross. Because... Jesus, God said, you can't afford it, I'll pay for it. So it's all about what he did, what he paid for, and we receive it by faith. Um, most of you know, uh, and this is just changing the subject completely, Buzzy's mom passed away. Been praying for you, brother, and um, appreciate those who've, who've helped out uh, with whatever. And uh, funeral, uh, the funeral is Tuesday. Two o'clock. Okay, graveside service. And uh, so we're praying for y'all. And sorry about your loss, but uh, 
you know, Buzzy said his mom was 93 and her health was failing and she was uh, ready to go. Yeah, my mom was 93 when she passed, too. I think it was 92, 93. But, uh, but you know, it was, it comes a point where it's like, Mama, just go home. Go home and be with Jesus. He's waiting for you. Don't be afraid. Just say, Lord, I'm coming home. Because, man, they're never more alive, never more healthier. And, wow, you know, I envy them. <laughs> but I'm going. I got my reservation. That's right. That's right. No more partying over there. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> That's right. The one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day. Glorious day that will be. That's right. Praise God. Um, well, I'm going to jump right in here. Um, this week has been a little different. <clears throat> um, yesterday I didn't have a good day. Um, I haven't had a bad day in a while, but some of those days I have a little fever. I just don't feel good, and I'm a little grouchy. Chris is not in here. She's not able to testify to that she got must have lila b somewhere but um just just one of those days and you know i'm thinking lord i got to preach tomorrow you know it's funny how we we, t we tell god you know it's like we have to give him information and we have to enlighten him on some things and let him in on some things and you know lord i got to preach tomorrow and um <laughs> you know like god doesn't know <laughs> so uh you know and i like yeah i gotta i gotta preach tomorrow and uh you know i don't really have anything to say and i don't you know uh, a sermon would be nice but i'm here to tell you i've been in that situation many times and some of them i know god's done it on purpose because he has taught me over the years i'm a slow learner to trust him and, you know, I'm reminded myself of what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 10. <clears throat> you got that? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. So... I was reminded I was reminded last night of my own preaching. And uh I said, Well Jeff, maybe you need to listen to yourself sometimes. And you know, if if the Lord is reminding me of my own preaching, there's a good possibility that it wasn't my preaching. 
that if I had something that was worthy to say and good to say, it's probably I didn't say it. So what he reminded me is what I said last Sunday, that it's not about the sermon. <laughs> it's not about you, boy. It's not about the sermon. It's not about the song. It's all about him. And God's like, well, you don't have a sermon, but you have me. I'm like, well, what else do I need? So God's not going to let you go away hungry, so he's going to feed you. I believe a hungry church is going to be a well-fed church, which means when you come here, come expecting not some glorious sermon from me, but expect, or some glorious song, but expect the Lord himself to be here and to minister to you. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> the Lord is here, but as like Tim said, you, sh you should bring him with you, right? Because he's promised to never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. So, um, so yeah, this is not just applying to me, y'all, about... Um, I mean, Jesus himself said, what I speak is what the Father gives me to speak. So that's true. What you say is true. What you do, what I do, the Father empowers me and anoints me to do. I mean, have you ever done something or said something when, when after it came out of your mouth, you're like, where did that come from? Or like, man, that was good. I'm going to write that down. If you're wise, you'll realize that wasn't me talking. That was the Spirit of God who just dropped that in me because whoever you're talking to needed that. And sometimes you just feel the impulse to put an arm around somebody or give somebody a hug and pray for somebody or just stop and, and, and pay attention to what somebody is saying because they need somebody to listen to them. And that's the Spirit of God who's working through you because... God loves those people. He loves you. And he wants to manifest and demonstrate love to a hurting world, a world that needs love. And, you know, um, what Brianna was singing about, blameless and holy, and, and uh, which is all in Colossians, by the way, that um, demonstrates the Lord as our Savior. And, you know, I can get real excited about that. You know, the fact that he loved me, he bought me, I'm his, his blood has bought me, and I'm forgiven. And I can get excited about that. But that's just, that's just one thing the Lord has done for us. He saved us, he's saving us. But there's so much more to the Lord than just our Savior. He's our, he's our Redeemer in the sense that he's making me like himself. He's my Deliverer. He's my healer. But there's something I want to point out today that, um, that I just was thinking about last night. And that comes from John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I'm going to start at verse 1. Uh, so bear with me because I want to get somewhere in it. But uh, I think it's necessary to point out um, all the verses, in, not all the verses, but the, first, the previous verse. The first few verses in John chapter 15, how about that? Remember two Sundays ago, I preached about uh, abiding in him, okay? 
I'm the true vine, my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. And I talked about that. What does that mean? And then I, I, the last Sunday, I felt like I got my answer, where the answer of abiding in him, at least, at least one part of that, is what God told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that thou, you, may observe all to do according to all that is written therein, and then you will make your way prosperous. You can prosper yourself by God's help, of course, because God has given us the tool. He's given us the word. And if you meditate on that word day and night, you're going to prosper, whether you like it or not. And, uh, and I'm not just talking about money. I'm just talking about prosper in every way, prosper physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, every, every way. Because when Jesus said, wilt thou be made whole, he meant every part of that person. Physically, emotionally, mentally, every part. Will you be made whole? So this, that's what I, talk, I believe God is talking about. You will prosper. So abiding in him, at least part of it, means to meditate on that word. And, of course, I brought in Psalm 1 where um, your delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law do you meditate day and night. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. Whatever you do will prosper. Okay? So, I want to point that out again, abiding in Christ, because I think it is necessary for us to enter into a deeper relationship with God. Which, there's a, a word he uses in John chapter 15, which just jumped out at me last night. Okay? So, Abide in him. Abide in him. Keep your mind on him, your heart on him. Keep the word in you. Like I said last Sunday, God, God wants us to be obsessed with him in a good way. That we love him with all our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength. Because he, he, he made me. He fashioned me. Just think, he took a, a bunch of dirt, clay. He molded it. He made it. He formed it. And he breathed into it. And the man became a living soul. And he did that for each and every one of you. You're not a mistake. You're not here by chance. You're here because of the will and the purpose of God. He's got a reason for you. For every one of us. Okay? So let's move on. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me. And I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Second time he's mentioned abide. Let's move on. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Okay, consequence of not abiding. If you abide in me, that's number three, my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. See, when you're abiding in the Lord, his heart and your heart are the same. So naturally, you want what he wants, and you ask what he wants, it's going to happen. Next verse. 
I'm kind of hurrying through because I want to get somewhere. By this, my father's glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Fourth time he's mentioned it. Next verse. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Next verse, please. These sayings I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Okay. What's he been talking about? Abiding. And the purpose of it is, he said, I've said this to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So he's telling us here how to live a joyful life. Abide in him, a successful life, a prosperous life. In other words, you can't do it without Jesus. It's impossible. Because stuff will not feel that emptiness. It will not feel that void. Let's go to the next verse. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Okay, next verse. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Next verse. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Next verse. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. That's the word I'm looking for. Friend. Now, we all have lots of acquaintances, but the truth is you probably have few friends. A friend is someone who won't rat on you, who won't, if you tell a secret, they won't use it against you. A friend is someone you can call anytime and they'll be there. A friend is someone who, who loves you in your good and they love you in your bad. They won't leave you. They won't forsake you. They're there. They're always there. Now, I can say this, that my wife is my best friend, which she should be. So, as my friend, what do we do? Let, let me ask you ladies this. When you get together with your friend, what do you enjoy doing? That's, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> you talk. Do you look at your watch to see what time it is? Do you think, all right, honey, you got 30 more minutes and I'm out of here. Does time just fly by? Do you enjoy it? Could you just stay there? Should it not be that way when we spend time with the Lord? How many of us have God on a time schedule? Now, what I'm about to say, don't take it as the preacher's beating me up. I don't ever want to do that. I, well, I don't want you to take it that way. I will say some things that you may think I'm beating you up, but I'm not. 
And it's like, it's like when God gives us commands in his word, to me, yes, there are commandments, but I see them as invitations. This is who you can be. This is, who, this is what I paid for. This is the price I paid, paid so you can be this. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. You can be this. That's the way I see it. So um, we may have God on a time schedule. All right, you know, God, I got 30 minutes or I got an hour. And, and don't take this wrong. If you've got a, a scheduled time, to spend time with God in the morning, that's a good thing. Or in the evening, you should have that. There should be some regiment. There should be some structure. But listen, God ain't limited to an hour. You got him all day long. And I think that's where we need to go. And that's where we need to be. God told Abraham, uh, well, God was called uh, the the friend Abraham was the friend of God. Okay? That means God was Abraham's friend. He was there for him. Stuck closer than a brother. Protected him. Blessed him. God was Abraham's friend. The question we got to... Well, first of all, God is our friend. Jesus said it himself. Okay? I don't, I don't call you servants anymore i call you friends so god is your friend but the question is are you god's friend now, i don't want you to take it bad this is who you can be this is what he paid for so friends like to hang out you don't have to a friend you don't have to be walking on eggshells you don't have to be afraid that they're going to judge you or, again, use it against you. You can be completely open and honest with a friend, right? Well, we can do the same with the Lord because there are no secrets with him anyway. But what I, God wants us to be relaxed around him. Don't take the time you've got to spend with the Lord and see it as a chore, to see it as a spiritual duty. I can remember one time where it's like, well, I, I got to pray, you know, because it's my duty. And, and I heard the Lord say, you don't have to pray. Not that I'm not supposed to pray, but his, I think God was like, well, son, if you feel like you have to do it, then don't do it. I'm like, mm, Lord, I want to. <laughs> I want to want to. And it's okay to pray, Lord, I want to want to. Because the truth is, I don't want to. So I pray this prayer, which is in Philippians, by the way. God, work in me, because the Bible says he works in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's okay to say, Lord, work in me. Give me the want to. I want the want to. Or at least I know I need the want to. But I... Lord, I want to want to be with you. And I, I believe and I know the more you spend time with him, the more you will want to spend time with him. But we have a lot of things against us. We had the flesh. We had the world. We have schedules. We have distractions. 
numerous distractions, so many distractions. Even when I, I, I do set aside time for the Lord, I can find 10 million other things to think about or what I should be doing. Or God forbid, I get on my phone and pull up Facebook and look, and I'm, I'm like, why am I doing this? This is God's time. Shut it off and uh, go to your Bible app and, and read the word. That's what the flesh is saying. So um, God wants us to get to a place, y'all, where we can relax around him and just be with him. Just, for lack of a better word, hang out with Jesus. You can do this in your car. And, you know, one of the problems I had yesterday was it seemed like God was 10 million miles away. You ever feel like that? God, where are you? But see, faith says, okay, remember, it's not about what you feel, son. It's about the truth. It's about what he has said. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. All his promises, all the things he says about me are still true. So I, I have to recount those things and stand on those things and say, God, I'm still yours. I'm still washed in the blood of the lamb. I still have boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I choose to praise you. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And you just stay at it. And the Spirit of God will eventually show up. And you say, well, I am saved after all. <laughs> that was a joke, okay? Sometimes we feel that way. But how many times have I said you cannot trust your feelings? They'll lie to you. And your faith is not based on how you feel. It's based on truth, on the truth of the word. So this is what I want us to get. God is your friend. Think of him that way. We often think of him as our savior. We may think of him as our judge. We may think of him as so many ways. But Jesus wants an intimacy with us. The same that you have with a dear friend. You want to be with that friend, don't you? You want to spend time with him. You want to talk with him. You want to be with him. You want to listen. You want to talk. You just, you're, just, you're comfortable you want to be there. <sighs> There's a song I've been listening to. It's uh, King of Glory. And part of the song says, I, I just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. And I, was, I actually turned it on last night and watched it. And I was just worshiping. And I said, Lord, I, I just want to be with you. And I heard him say, I just want to be with you. Can I tell you that's true for you? He just wants to be with you. He said, Moses, build me a tabernacle. Put it in the midst of my people so I can be with my people. And the only way he could be there was all the blood of the bulls and the lambs 
because God and his holiness couldn't be with all those people unless there was a sacrifice. But you see, this final sacrifice has been paid. He can be with us. He is with us. He wants to be with us. So, uh, yeah, he is. He wants my presence. He wants my attention. He wants me to call his name. To say, Jesus, good morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And just talk with him, commune with him. That is abiding, folks. Being aware that he's with you, that he loves you. And I want you to go to the next verse because somebody needs to hear this. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Some of you think and believe, why would God choose me? I'm going to tell you why God chose you. Because he doesn't see you for who you are. He sees you for who you can be. He chose you. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you. I have a divine purpose for you. I chose you. You're mine. Because if choosing God had been up to me, I never would have chosen him. I was running from him. But he cornered me. He backed me down He in a corner and he chased after me. He pursued me. And I finally said, yes. Why? Because he chose me. Was I deserving? Of course not. Was I worthy? Of course not. Is anybody deserving? And is anybody worthy? Of course not. But God chose us so he can take his blood and apply it to us. Why? So I can be with him. He created us as sons and daughters to have fellowship with him. And see, all that has been renewed and been restored. And God is saying, I'm your friend. Will you be mine? Just like he's given us the word. Will you read it? Will you meditate on it? Will you let it change who you are and what you think? It's, it's almost magic, but it's not. It's something you can't explain or understand. That these words have the power to change who you are. And when they change who you are, they change what you do. And Jesus, remember, has said in a few verses prior, if you these things I have said unto you, why? That your joy may be full. And my joy might remain in you. How many, how many would like some joy? The joy of the Lord is my strength. fruit of the spirit is love joy peace i think we can have all these things if we pursue him and go after him see there's there's got to be a pursuing y'all there's got to be a seeking see the lord's not gonna god's done everything he has it's done now it's up to us to take the word to take to to yield to the spirit and to go after him.
and become all that he is he's created us to be see the word says that we are co-laborers with christ this is the way i see it let's say uh well not this table i might could pick this one up by myself with one leg no but let's take that table back there let's say um y'all said preacher we got to move that table and put it in there and you've got to do it uh let's let's by faith declare this leg is healed in the name of jesus and i can tow the table okay uh i'm not going to tote that table by myself i'm going to say christopher (laughs) grab the other end and we will tote it together God has given you everything. He's got his end of the table. He's wanting you to grab your end so we can tote it together and we can do the work of God. But folks, I, 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 don't, I can't stress enough the fact that Jesus is our friend and he wants you to be his friend. It's an invitation to be a friend of God, a friend. That closeness, that intimacy, that's, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. <laughs> Look that song up on YouTube. Just type in King of Glory. Just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. Let's stand, y'all. Come on, praise team.